You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com. I'm your host, J.J. Leahy. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, produced by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. You can follow me on Twitter, at J.J. Leahy, to stay up to date on all things Packers or to submit questions. So I apologize there was no episode yesterday, even though I said there would be on Friday's episode. To tell you the truth, I just had such a nice day on Saturday with my family that it wasn't until about 11 o'clock at night when I realized I hadn't done an episode, so I'm sorry. So we're going to continue to listen to highlights from the interviews with new defensive coordinator Joe Barry, general manager Brian Gutekunst, and new special teams coordinator Maurice Drayton. Now, the Joe Barry hire did seem very underwhelming at first. I will admit to being in the group of people who really was not excited that he was the guy we hired. For that reason, it was very encouraging that his opening press conference revealed him to be a very interesting and charismatic guy with a lot of energy and big ideas for the defense, not to mention being very knowledgeable. So without further ado, meet Joe Barry. To be able to come to an organization like this, and I, you know, I want to thank Coach LaFleur for this whole opportunity, in addition to Mark and, and Brian and Russ and really the entire Packer organization and this entire building. It's a really good situation. The foundation has been set here. There's a there's an incredible foundation. When you have an MVP, a quarterback, back-to-back NFC champions, I think that's awesome. So a phenomenal situation for me, and I'm, I'm really excited. I, I loved the process that Matt and I went through in the interview process. It was as thorough as a process that I've ever been through. It's been phenomenal. I went ice fishing on Saturday. I didn't catch anything, but I did, you know, I stared at a, a hole in the ice for five hours and had a blast. You know, whatever the off season's going to be, um, that's, that's yet to be determined, but can't wait for the guys to get in here. How much of what you guys did in LA is adaptable to what you have here? When I was young, as I call it, you know, I got to Tampa Bay as a, as a 30 year old and, was a, around, you know, guys like Tony Dungy and John Gruden and Monty Kiffin and Rod Marinelli, Mike Tomlin, Raheem Morris, Rich Basaccia, you know, really you fast forward to the last six years, you know, I coordinated with Sean McVay in, in Washington and then was his, his assistant head coach the last four years in, in L.A. And to be around a guy like Sean McVay every day, Wade Phillips was on our staff the first three years. Brandon Staley uh, joined our staff last year who just got the charter job and who is brilliant. To answer your question in a roundabout way, I've been very fortunate in my career to be around a lot of incredible people, a lot of incredible coaches, and that's kind of formed my vision, and my vision has changed over the years. I'm I'm excited to be here and work with this great coaching staff that we have here, this defensive coaching staff that we have. We kept everybody intact because they're phenomenal coaches, and I wanted to keep every single one of them. So what we're going to build here, we're going to put our stamp on it. I'm not going to, you know, you're going to have to kind of wait and see what that stamp is going to be, but I'm really looking forward to it. Is the star position going to be as important a part of your defense as it was in L.A.? And is Jair Alexander a prime candidate for that, or do you need somebody bigger in there? Yeah, I, I, great question. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. Uh, Pete Doherty. Pete, hi. That, that's a phenomenal question, Pete. And I think, you know, in today's football, everything, you know, there, there's always the big question, are you 4-3 or are you 3-4? 
and we will be a three four base we will we 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 will implement that i think we're we're built for that currently and we will we will continue to do that but you guys have to understand that from a four three three four standpoint nfl football nfl defense you have to defend all this stuff that you have to defend from NFL offenses in this day and age. And a high percentage of the time, whether you're 4-3 or 3-4, you have what you referred to as, as a star, the, the nickel corner position, the third corner on the field. And I'm talking, you're, you're, you have that person on the field 80% of the time. The fact that you're a 4-3 base or a 3-4 base, it really doesn't matter because, you know, roughly – you, you play a, a football game, you defend, You have 65 snaps of a football game. Well, maybe, maybe 12 to 15 snaps out of that game, you're in base defense, whether you're 4-3 or 3-4. The remainder of the game, you're in personnel groups where you have a bunch of DBs on the field. So, you know, I know from a defensive standpoint, you know, you better have pass rushers and you better have really good DBs. And specifically that, that nickel position, that star position, I think it's vital and it's a little bit different. The jobs that an outside corner, okay, whether you're a right corner or an outside corner, if you're a corner that has to line up on number one, that job, not to say that that's an easy job because it might be the most difficult athletic job on the planet to do. But when you move inside where the nickel, where the star position aligns, well, you have a whole nother skill set that you have to take on. So just because a guy is a great corner outside, you put him inside at that at that nickel position, at that star position, it's a completely different world. So I'm from the school that I think you can't have enough guys that are potential nickels. Do we have one true nickel or do we have two, three, four guys that maybe can play it based on the personnel group that we choose to be in? Uh, we had a starting nickel corner, but then, you know, we were able to put Jalen Ramsey in there. We were able to put other people in there. It changes things up for an offense that they can't just always assume that this jersey number is always going to be the star. But you got to have players on your roster that can do it. And we'll, we'll find that out when we get the guys in here. What is the biggest way young inside linebackers can grow in this league? Your top two now are both 22 years old in Barnes and Martin. How do those guys become good inside linebackers? The inside linebacker position specifically, instincts, awareness, you know, I, I think that is so important. And that's why the evaluation process is so vital because I equate playing inside linebacker very similar to playing running back. I coached linebackers for a long time, and I considered myself, I thought I was a pretty good linebacker coach. But as, as good a coach as you are, just like a great running back coach, you can't teach a running back how to have instincts and awareness. Those are God-given abilities. Now, we can teach guys how to, you know, use their hands a little bit better, you know, back to linebackers specifically. We can teach them how to play a little bit more square. We can teach them what to key and what to specifically look at. But good linebackers – they're given with instincts. They're given awareness. That's not coached. You can't coach awareness. You can't coach instincts. And we're starting this process right now with, with Goody, whether it's free agency or draft. Coach, you mentioned the thoroughness Matt exhibited during the yeah. interview process. <laughs> How much of it was regarding usage of the personnel on hand and situational football? 
We had two, I guess, official interviews, and they were both via Zoom. But the first interview was about five hours long. The second one was about six hours long. And then the three days in between those two, you know, we probably had another five or six phone conversations that probably totaled, you know, three hours. So I've conducted a lot of interviews. I've, I've been through a lot of interviews. When I say it was thorough, it was detailed. It was thorough. And we talked about every philosophy and, and motivation. We talked about scheme. We absolutely talked about personnel. There's another question where Joe was asked, what is sort of the middle point between the Tony Dungy scheme and the Vic Fangio scheme that you have been a part of? Now, Joe's answer was very interesting, but it was also very long. And one of his big takeaways was that it doesn't matter so much what type of scheme you run as much as how competently you run it. He was also asked about his time as the former defensive coordinator for the Lions and the Washington football team, to which he said he has grown a lot since then. And that 50-year-old Joe is not the same as 37-year-old Joe. Next up, General Manager Brian Gutekinds to talk about the upcoming free agency, salary cap, and draft. Unfortunately, the audio quality for the question askers is pretty bad, so I will just read off their questions. We'll start off with a question from Bill Huber. A lot of college players opted out last year. How do you make up for missing an entire year of film on these guys? I may not have played in 2020. Um, certainly, we have the 2019, 2018 film to go back to. You know, everybody's going through it. Um, for me, the ability to see the players live at the combine is something that uh, is very valuable to me. So, I think you know, just trying to get out much more than I normally would during the spring is going to be important this this go around. I think the guys that did play in 2020 have some advantages going into training camps next year. I certainly think that. Anticipating some of these things back in the fall uh, as our scouts went out on the road, try to get to know these guys as best we can. Um, So certainly the pro days become very, very important to really kind of come to a conclusion on some of these guys. From Stephanie Sutton, was J.J. Watt ever a viable possibility for the Packers, and what do you think about him signing with the Cardinals? Yeah, obviously, you know, we don't going to speak too much on players and other teams. Obviously, he's had a tremendous career. He's a very, very good player. Um, whenever those guys become available, we're certainly interested in, in to see if that is a fit with us. So, um, again, he's been a good player for a long time, and I'm sure he will continue to be. From Andy Herman, is there any change in the type of players you need to acquire for Joe Barry as opposed to Mike Pettin? I don't think so. I think there might be some some uh, subtle things, uh, but at the same time, I think we've always kind of strived to find you know versatile football players that could really thrive in any scheme. Just with the way the game changes and the way injuries affect the game, I think you have to be able to do you know multiple things and be a, a well-rounded football player. And I, I think he's excited about the group we have coming back. Mark Daniels asked if there is an organizational philosophy against using the franchise tag or if they evaluate it by a case-by-case basis? No, it's very much case-by-case. It's not, it's not an organizational philosophy to, um, to not use it. I think uh, every situation is different. It is a tool um, that, that is out there for us to use. If it, if it makes sense, it's, it's always something we'll look at. If that's the best situation for us, then we'll go ahead and use it if we need to. Follow-up question from Rob Demosky. Would they consider using it on Aaron Jones? Yeah, we certainly could. I think it's something we're working through. Uh, again, it's not a it's not a philosophical thing to avoid it. I do think it, it's there's usually better ways to go about it. Certainly, if I think as we get down the road here uh, over the next uh, week or so, if that becomes what is in the best interest of the Packers, I think we'll do that. But uh, at this point, I, you know, we haven't we haven't done that. Now, obviously, this answer is a bunch of nothingness. However, that timeline the next week or so, remember this interview was on Monday, is interesting. If the Packers are going to use the franchise tag, Goody's comments suggest it will be very soon. 
Aaron Nagler asks how missing out on that extra preseason game to make room for the 17th game on the schedule will affect their young rookies, especially guys like Jordan Love, whose development in his rookie year was severely hindered by COVID. Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's very important for Jordan to get as many live reps. And and that's not just him, but all young players, specifically quarterbacks. Prior to last year, I probably would have told you that wasn't going to concern me as much. But after going through a season without preseason games, uh, I I realize how valuable and how important that they are. Going to be not only important from an evaluation, but also a growth with Jordan specifically, yeah, I think it was it was disappointing we weren't able to get him out there in the preseason this year. Uh, looking forward to it this year. The more the more the better. Guys get better through plan. You know, practice is always important, but the live game reps for for all players is, is something you can't uh, replace. From Stacy Dales, what do you want to see differently from the team this year, and how can you help them achieve that? As we get through free agency in the draft and and uh, getting into the off season, uh, whatever there is of one. The places we we need to get better to compete for championships usually make themselves known, and and then we you know we'll certainly attack those at that time. As we build the team, I think you got to be careful of of reacting too much to the previous season, because every every year is different. There's so much you can't predict. There's so many variables that I think you got to try to build you know a sound, robust, all around football team that can take on on whatever challenges come your way. From Andy Herman, given the decrease in salary cap, do you still feel you have the capability to go out and get a more high-priced free agent? I, yeah, I, I do. I do think we'll be able to do that if the right player is there. A lot of that will be determined over the next few weeks as we kind of figure out this puzzle and, and, and decide on some of our own guys, which is always kind of the, the first step. But I do think if, if, the, if the right particular player is out there and we think it's the best thing for the Green Bay Packers, then we'll be able to do it. We won't be able to do a lot, and I do think that there's certainly some restrictions, but uh, if the right guy's there, I think we'd be able to do what we need to do. Lastly, I don't have the sound clip for this one, but Gutekinds was asked about Preston Smith, who the Packers could cut to free up $8 million in salary cap. However, Gutekinds' answer was, we certainly expect him to be back. A surprising answer I think most of us were unprepared for. That does it for Joe Barry and Brian Gutekinds. To close us out, here's new special teams coordinator Maurice Drayton. Hey, Maurice, obviously you spent the past couple years as an assistant here under Sean. In what ways do you think that you're different than, than Sean? How will this be a different approach? Uh, yes, um, I've learned a lot under Sean. First of all, I consider Sean a friend. Our staff, Renee Stewart and uh, Connor Lewis, uh, we're doing extensive studies uh, to help us decide what we're putting in our playbook, how we plan on using it, and things of that nature. So it will be very percentage-based in our decisions and what we do and the techniques and fundamentals that I spoke about. Mo, what did you think of the seasons J.K. and Hunter had last year, and where do you see areas for growth with both of those young guys? I call our room where we are the truth room. Uh, so we're going to tell the truth. And w- some things I cannot say uh, here, but they both know that they have to be more consistent in the things that we need them to do to be successful. They have a prescription that we've r- written for them to work on. They also have their own personal, uh, what I call kick doctors or specialist doctors that they're working with who I've uh, fostered a relationship with. They're, they're getting better and they will be better. And they understand, they understand that their backs are against the wall for more in-depth analysis and a look at packer strategy make sure you're subscribed to the packernet podcast hosted by the pack daddy ryan schlipp keep up on all the green bay packers news by going to packernet.com and join the packernet podcast facebook group my name is jj Leahy, and this has been the daily cheese your green bay packers news update